I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So in life, some men get to play by different rules, but you have to earn that right. It's funny, that's actually something that my mother told me many times growing up, and it always stuck with me. Now, if you've ever been to an amusement park, you've probably noticed that there's two lines. There's the regular line, where people surprisingly wait for two, three hours just to get on a ride and have three minutes of fun and enjoyment. And the second one is called the fast track lane, and this is where people skip the queues, skip the lines, and they just go straight into the fun, and they do it as much as they want, however many times they want, and literally just walk by the other 99% that are in line having to wait. Now, have you noticed that that is eerily similar to what goes on in real life? There are people that get to skip the lines there are people who get to play by different rules. As I said, it's as if the rules simply don't apply to them. And by the way, it's not because they are disrespectful rule breakers, it's because they're playing a different game entirely. A game where they get to live life and set their own terms. And these are the people who successfully managed to escape the grip and the control of the puppet masters. So you basically have two options. You can either keep playing a rigged game for your entire life, or you can work your way out of the current game that you're playing and start playing a new game altogether. And just as my very forward Russian mother told me growing up, some men get to play by different rules, but you have to earn that right. So in today's video, I'm gonna show you the five traits of the top 1% of men who have earned that right. Once you acquire those traits, you too will be able to live life on your own terms. Now, the first trait is they soak up knowledge from ones that have walked the road that they wanna walk. This is probably one of the most misunderstood and overlooked skills for those that wanna become a new Renaissance man. I mean, look, for you to ascend the ranks and get into the upper echelon of life, you know, it seems pretty obvious that you're gonna to need to know something that the other 99% don't. That's a fact and there's no other way around it. So if you wanna become a top 1% man, you need to acquire knowledge that the others simply don't have. You need to develop your mind in the exact same way that you would develop your body in the gym. And I will say there's a big misunderstanding when it comes to acquiring knowledge because not all knowledge is created equally. Now there's a big misunderstanding when it comes to acquiring knowledge because not all knowledge will have the same effect on your life. Not all knowledge is created equal. And it's not just any type of knowledge that will take you to the top. In fact, most knowledge out there won't even just keep you stagnant, it will actually hold you back. Because fundamentally there are two different types of knowledge. There's conceptual knowledge 
and there's empirical knowledge. Conceptual knowledge is the one that you acquire in school or by spending five years studying some pointless degree in university. I mean, look, if you study something like economics or finance or entrepreneurship in college, no doubt it will take you a lot of time to acquire that knowledge and it will also be a very painstaking process. But this information you acquire at colleges is simply conceptual knowledge. And by that, I mean information that has been studied for decades and has conceptual backbone behind it that ties it together through principles that are backed by theories. Here is the problem. 99% of conceptual knowledge is just that. It's theories. It's things that sound nice or maybe worked in the past, but sure as hell do not work right now. And what happens is you go to college and you spend five years and you know, you think you're very smart and you think you're learning all this stuff and all these concepts and all of these different frameworks for the world and how things work. And then you get into the real world and you realize that none of it applies. You may know how to write a business plan, but you sure as hell don't know how to start a business. You may know a product market fit, but you don't actually know how to create a product that the market actually wants. And that is always what happens when you learn conceptual knowledge, especially if you look at university professors, by people that have never, ever, ever actually done it themselves. So when I say that you need to acquire knowledge that you don't currently possess, I am not talking about conceptual knowledge here because at the end of the day, you would not be able to apply it in the real life. So you're going to get no further than other people. And at the end of the day, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Just because you can get a university degree doesn't mean that you should or it's worth it at all. So what you need is empirical knowledge. Now, what actually fueled the Renaissance? What were the ingredients in that explosive development of that era? Well, it was the deep admiration those great men had for the even greater men that came before them. The Greeks, the Romans, the Arabs, the Byzantines. The Renaissance men studied deeply the achievements, the accomplishments, the worldview, the philosophies of all of these great civilizations. Basically, they looked back at some of the most successful people in history to date, and they reverse engineered their processes so that way they could build a roadmap for the future. And by doing that, the Renaissance men were able to embrace such knowledge and apply it to their life. That, my friends, is empirical knowledge. Empirical knowledge is going out in the real world, having things happen, getting reference experiences, and from there learning rather than building theories and concepts and then maybe potentially testing them. The most successful people I know today have a lot of empirical knowledge. That is knowledge that they acquired by going out there trying things, building these feedback loops, getting these references, and moving from there. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where people go around asking millionaires what the best advice for 18 year olds who are just getting started with their careers? And you'll notice that their answers are always sort of along the lines of put your head down and work a lot or try a lot of things. Or a lot of times they even say, don't go to college, just get a job instead. What these people are really trying to say is acquire empirical knowledge because they know that's what makes someone successful. They know the most successful people are the ones that gather empirical knowledge rather than sitting down and listening to a 67 year old, you know, teach you how to create a business plan when he's barely even stepped foot outside of the college campus. So from now on, I always want you to remember if you are learning things that are conceptual and they're concepts and they're theories and they're not actually practically tested in the real world. And by that, I mean battle tested in real world conditions. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, oh, we did a survey and we did a group study and we found that I'm talking, no, this shit has been battle tested by someone. And that is how it was formed. You need to learn from sources like that because at the end of the day, conceptual knowledge at best, it's just mental masturbation 
situation. And that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is you are being dragged in a totally different and wrong direction. And the Renaissance men already knew this back in the 14th century. That's why they didn't spend much time in classes. Here is how they approach learning instead. And I suggest that you do the same. They would send researchers to travel throughout Europe, scouting monasteries, courts, and libraries for lost or often overlooked texts from kings, architects, inventors, and philosophers from the Roman Empire, the Greeks, the Arabs, the Byzantines, and the Indians. Then they would deeply research these findings and implement it into their own worldview. And that's how they went from having very rudimentary, simple art to having five meter long perfect statues. You know, characteristics which were unknown during the Middle Ages and to this day have still created some of the most beautiful works of art ever. You know, that's why after centuries of oblivion, long forgotten engineering techniques were suddenly rediscovered and triggered a new wave of innovation that was pushed forward by those Renaissance men. Basically what they were doing was actually quite simple. They would find successful people who possessed a lot of empirical knowledge and would study the shit out of them so that way they could acquire the same knowledge and apply it in their work. And that my friend is exactly what I recommend you do. Find someone who is successful and who you aspire to be like and study their stuff from top to bottom. Try to find out how they do things, how they structure their business, how they structure their work, how they think about the world and what are their methods. And then go ahead and apply what you learned in your own life and your own career. And look, gentlemen, that is the only way to be successful is find someone who has done what you aspire to in life and emulate that. And even better, if they have laid out a game plan, follow it to a T step by step. And look, that is the formula for success. It's been like that since the 14th century and the Renaissance. So simply apply it. The second trait you need in order to become a top 1% man who gets to play by his own rules is community. And it's really one of those traits that most people don't give enough attention to. And quite frankly, why a lot of people fail at their endeavors. Have you ever noticed that whenever very important and influential people who really change the course of the world pop up, they don't ever pop up in isolation. There's a few different people who kind of pop up at the same time. As in, it's never really just one scientist or one philosopher that carries an era. Whenever the world experiences an era of fast development, there's always a bunch of people creating and discovering a bunch of different things at the same time. Just like the Renaissance. I mean, there wasn't one sole person that was responsible for the Renaissance. There was Leonardo da Vinci, there was Michelangelo, there was Copernicus, there was Galileo. The list really goes on and on. And you also notice that there's hubs, there's little places that these people will congregate and from that magic would happen. Just like today, the most famous movies all come from Hollywood and the most successful apps all come from Silicon Valley. And back in the Renaissance, majority of the inventions and famous work of art came from Florence. And that's been because men have a community nature. We like to congregate and we like to gather in groups and really feed off of each other's energy. You know, the sum of what a group of men can achieve together is far greater than these men acting individually on their own. And I'm sure you've heard the term that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's not necessarily just because you guys share the same worldview. It's actually for a different reason. And that is as humans, we never operate at our maximum capacity. I mean, we can do it for a few days, maybe even a few weeks, but we are not built to operate at 100%. So here is what happens. Over the long term, we start to operate at our minimum hygiene standard. You see, there's a threshold within you of what you consider to be your max performance and your minimum hygiene standards. And no matter how hard you work, you will always default back to your minimum hygiene standards. But there's a twisted secret here. Our minimum hygiene standards are not fixed. They are adaptable. And more importantly, the hygiene standards of yourself has a lot to do with the minimum hygiene standard of the people around you. That means that when you surround yourself with people who have high hygiene standards, 
yours will automatically get pulled up as well. I mean, just think about it. Let's say you've been slacking with hitting the gym lately and haven't really been up to putting too much effort into the side hustle or business you want to start. Now, imagine you move into a house with 10 people who all go to the gym first thing in the morning, every single day, training as hard as it gets. Then when they get back home, they work for eight hours straight on their business nonstop. I can guarantee you that within a matter of time, you're going to be hitting the gym every single day and also doing eight hour work days inside of your business. And gentlemen, there are two reasons for that. The first reason is that it is going to be a lot easier in order to complete these tasks when you have the people in your corner who are inspiring you and pushing you forward. Now, that's the shallow, I guess, more positive reason. But I'd say the bigger reason is, you know, men, we have egos, we have pride. And as men, we are very aware of sort of our structure within a group. And that group could be a group of three people. It could be a group of 300 people. It could be a group of 3 billion men on earth. We're very sort of aware of where we fit in. So when you put yourself in a container of, let's say, five men or 10 men, or, you know, let's say even a couple hundred men, or even maybe a couple thousand, and you see everyone else kicking ass, waking up, doing what they know they should do, and you are the only one who is slacking, I'm telling you pain, and more importantly, what you're going to feel is shame. And on the scale of emotion, shame is one of the worst things that a human could ever feel. When you have a group of individuals around you, like-minded individuals, and they are all crushing it, and you know you're not, that, my friend, lights a fire under you. So when you have a good community, you're almost taking discipline out of the equation. Because as I said, men are very aware of where they fit in, and we don't like our ego to be bruised. We don't want to feel ashamed. We don't want to be the only person who's not doing what they know they should be doing. Quite frankly, we don't want to be a pussy. So look, don't get me wrong. Discipline is very, very important, but I would say discipline is far more difficult than having a community around you because a community around you is a way to actually hack your brain and your mind to force you to step up and level up. And, you know, going back to Renaissance, you'll notice these men did not live in isolation, right? These men congregated. These men were not isolated in small little rural towns and whatnot. They were all there together in Florence. Now, gentlemen, here's the beauty of it. We don't need to move to Florence in order to accomplish this. Because of the power and the beauty of the internet, we now have these Renaissance men and we have these people congregating, coming together in groups digitally and online. And you know, that's actually one of the reasons I created my education company, Grow Your Agency, in the first place. For those of you guys, I'm I'm sure most of you guys are familiar, but for those of you that don't know, I started my first sort of proper business at the age of 16. And within a few years, it became a multi-million dollar a year business. And look, the business was very unsexy. It wasn't glamorous. I had an online boutique marketing agency, but let me tell you, it paid the bills, that's for sure. And you know, I was starting to get to a point where I was feeling very uninspired and quite frankly, very lonely. So that's why back in 2018, I started the education company. So that way I had other agency owners I could connect with and I can talk with and and I could share how I managed to scale my agency up to that point. But then we could all share wins with each other as well. And I'll say that was one of the best decisions that I ever made in my career, specifically for my discipline, for my motivation, for that feeling, you know, that fire and that hunger. Because let me tell you something, it's very difficult to, you know, be a part of our community every single day and see five people, 10 people, 15 people signing clients every single day and think, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to take it easy today. You know, people adding 2K, 5K, 10K, $20,000 a month to their bottom line agency profit. And most importantly, seeing people's journey, right? The same people that two months posted, hey, you know, I just set up my G Suite account or, or hmm, I'm nervous. I'm having my first meeting today with a prospective client. And, you know, seeing them four months later hitting 15K, 20K months, you know, it's very hard to be part of a community like that and not get motivated. So gentlemen, if you want to become a top 1% man, if you want to become 
the new renaissance man. That is a trait that you need to embody, which is a winning community in your corner. The next trait of the new renaissance man, and I kind of mentioned this in the last episode, I mentioned the new renaissance man needs financial freedom, location freedom, and time freedom. I mean, look, when it comes to financial freedom, there are countless careers that could technically provide that for you. I mean, if you were to judge by this criteria only, being a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a developer, even an actor or an athlete would be a valid option. But the problem is when we get to the second criteria, which is location freedom. You see, even though all of these are highly prestigious careers, they all lead to the same path, which is modern day slavery. I don't think you understand. When you watch football games or Formula One or... Whatever it is, you need to understand that these are well-paid slaves. Yes, they may be well-paid. Yes, they might make you know millions of dollars a year. But at the end of the day, someone still tells them, and really get this through your head, someone tells them where and when to be somewhere. At the end of the day, they still have a boss. They still have someone that tells them, be here at this time. They cannot just wake up one morning and go, you know what, the weather's been just a bit shit recently. See, I'm booking a flight for tonight and I'm getting the hell out of here. With all of their millions, with all of their money, they're still well-paid slaves. I need you to let that sink in. Because as I said, it's not just about who makes the most money. It's about who has location freedom and time freedom as well. And when it comes to location freedom, it is increasingly important. As I said, we all know what happened in the last two years, the last three years. You know, we all know it's gone to a stage where they tell you whether you're allowed to see your mother or your grandma or, uh, you know, uh, at what time there's curfews for all of these ridiculous, tyrannical BS reasons. And it's just a start, ladies and gentlemen. Without getting too into this, because I'm already running a massive risk of getting my YouTube channel deleted just by hosting this event, there's more stuff coming. Whether that's the weather around us changing and them claiming that, ah, no, you're not allowed to leave your house at 10 o'clock anymore because you, my friend, are contributing to, you know, um, the natural ebbs and flows that's been going on for hundreds, thousands of years and the natural deviations in temperature. And said, I'm uh, already running the risk of having my YouTube channel deleted, so... You can read into that as you wish, but there are going to be more and more lockdowns for different reasons. They said, not just for different uh, coughs. So if the last two years has not taught you that it does not matter if you make $30 million a year, if your job entails you being in a certain location at a certain time and your income is dependent on it and your income is dependent on a specific country that may or may not shut down your bank account because you said something that they don't like on Twitter, you are still a slave. When things get really bad is when we get to our last criteria, which is time freedom. And this is really where they trip you up. And this is really where they try to confuse you. Because what happens is you get lured in with high paying jobs, right? Whether that be uh, becoming a doctor, whether that be becoming a lawyer, whether that be going into finance. And what happens is your income starts to go up linearly and you start to see how much you're making per hour. And you tell yourself, "Mm, I'm getting paid well for my hour of work. So I'm going to put in more time and more money because I'm young. I'm vibrant. You know, I've got the energy to do it. Here's the issue. That becomes a very big mistake because here's actually what happens. You start to put in 12, 14 hour days, six to seven days a week throughout your entire twenties. And now in your thirties, you're actually starting to make a good living. And what happens with people once they start making a good living, they start to buy more stuff, you know, whether that be a car, whether that be a house, you know, all these different things in their life. And they have all these nice things, but at the end of the day, they don't even have the time to drive the new Ferrari that they just bought. I mean, they're not going to drive into work because there's a stigma, you know, they don't want to show off. So they leave the new Ferrari in the garage and instead they try to take the more modest Tesla to work, you know, to really lay low. So when do they get to enjoy their Ferrari? You know, maybe in the one to two weeks of vacation, they take off in an entire year. So you start to get to this point where once again, you're just a well paid slave. You're just a slave, but you get paid better than other slaves. 
So you're in the exact same situation. And the worst part is with these high paying careers is they get to a point where they hit 40 or 50 and they would rather, they would genuinely rather make 20% of what they currently make, but be able to wake up, go for a walk on the beach, enjoy their life, really take it in rather than being stressed, working hours and hours and hours on end, but they don't have that luxury because they made the horrible decision to get into a career, to have their entire income dependent on a geography, on a country, and a specific city. And these people, a lot of times who make millions of dollars a year, they look at guys like you and I, and they envy us. And the best part is a lot of times we end up making far more money than they do anyways, but we also still have the location and the time freedom. So the only way to escape any type of this slavery is to start a business that follows all three of this criteria. That's why this event is called the Digital Renaissance. But the good news is it's easier than ever to start in the digital world. You see, most people think that you need millions in order to set yourself free, and that's completely false. As long as you have a business that is location independent, as in it's not restricted to one location and you can run it from anywhere. Number two, it pays you enough to get out of the two mass control tools of the puppet masters, which is debt and nine to five, meaning a business that pays you enough for you to quit your job and allows you to afford all your expenses and still have disposable income to invest in assets afterwards. And finally, something that can be easily outsourced so that way you can reclaim your time. And that's really all it takes to achieve true freedom in 2022. It's, it's really just as simple as that. And there's an important point to be made, which is you'll notice I said this trait is business, not a job. Because as I said, a job cannot afford you the three freedoms that you need to have. And also it can't be investments. Don't think that you're just gonna invest, throw $1,000 into a shit coin, and then it's gonna be worth $7 million. Okay, cool. Let's say it does become $7 million. You know, let's say that you practically win the lottery in that situation. Okay, cool. You got $7 million. You have absolutely no skill set. You have absolutely no knowledge. You have no assets. You have nothing that's gonna carry through for the rest of your life. So what, you're going to live off that $7 million for the next 30 years? Okay, cool. I guarantee you that you blow all of it within one to two years. You know, investments never made anyone rich. Investments don't make poor people rich. Investments make rich people wealthy. So by reinvesting all the money that your work generates for you, you can then become wealthy. But you have to work in the first place. So if you want to have the money, if you want to have the spare cash needed in order to start investing in generational opportunities, because I will say, you know, now towards the tail end of 2022, and especially in 2023, if you have extra money on hand, you are able to buy things at fire sale prices that are going to be worth double, three times, four times, 10 times as much in a decade, two decades. But the first starting point, it all starts with a digital business. So here are some options. You basically have three categories. You have service-based businesses, you have digital product-based businesses, you have physical product-based businesses. And in order to choose the best one for you, there are really three things you need to take in account. How much money you have, how much time you have, and how much experience you have. If you have a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of experience, the best category to start is digital product-based businesses. That is softwares, apps, or info products. They usually require a lot of time and money to develop and finding product market fit, dealing with marketing and leading a development team requires a ton of experience. As many of you guys know, my main focus and my main business now is my software company, which we're on track to sell for hundreds of millions of dollars within the next few years, but is the most difficult business that I've ever been involved with. And it takes a lot of money to start. Now I will say it's a good thing if you possess all these attributes, AKA you have a lot of experience and you have a lot of initial 
initial money to start because it does mean the barrier to entry is high so the competition is lower and you can make big bucks with it now if you have a lot of money and a lot of experience but don't really have a lot of spare time the best option for you will be physical product based businesses by that i mean e-commerce or drop shipping stores that's because since you're selling a physical product you don't really need to spend any time developing the actual product which is different from digital products for example and through your money and your experience you can scale a store to big bucks now i see a lot of beginners trying to start here which is the worst mistake ever why you might ask well because you don't have the marketing experience needed enough to make money with it listen in order for you to make 10k a month profit you know i'm not talking about revenue a lot of the e-commerce community tries to say oh i made 100k this month they also fail to mention that they spent 30k on product and they spent 72k on advertising so they actually lost two grand that month so as i said in order for you to make an actual 10k a month profit with an online store for example you'd have to sell anywhere from 500 to 1000 units a month which is no easy task by any means knowing that the margins in this industry are not extremely high and it's basically a recipe for disaster because as a beginner you want to avoid getting into any type of business that requires you burning through money to take it off the ground and that's because usually as a beginner you don't have any money to start with or any experience the only thing that you have is time and that's why the perfect business to start as a beginner is a service-based business that doesn't require a lot of knowledge and which service you can learn how to deliver fairly quick there are countless services that in a matter of a month you can learn how to deliver and already start making money with for example content creation social media management paid advertising email marketing and these are just to name a few the secret here is finding something that you can sell reoccurringly meaning something that you sell once and get paid every single month for it and you can do that with all the services i just mentioned by the way and the beauty of service-based businesses is that you don't need to be selling 500 units a month to make a full-time income with it in fact it only requires two to three sales to already be able to quit your job or drop out of uni and the key with service-based businesses is that they don't require any startup investment to get up and running because you're the product so in case every Thing goes wrong the worst thing that will ever happen to you is you get a no from a prospective client and i know that might sound terrifying for a few of you but trust me you get used to it in no time flat and i can tell you that's a hundred times better than spending thousands of dollars a month on ads trying to make a product work for your e-commerce store and not only that but right now the demand for online marketing services is growing exponentially fast and the amount of people to deliver such services doesn't grow nearly as fast so there's an enormous gap to be filled and again it's actually super super simple to deliver these services to clients because you really have one of two routes that you can take you can either learn how to deliver the services which should take about a month or you can hire a contractor who is already experienced in delivering such services and get him to deliver it for you while still keeping 70 to 80 percent of the profit now inside of agency navigator i explain how to do that in detail and the real beauty is the way that we set up the agreements with contractors inside agency navigator is that they only get paid at the end of each month while the client pays you up front. Because think about it, it's very normal when you're working with an agency, you pay them up front for the month. And then obviously, and by the way, I'm talking about a, a massive agencies that are making tens of millions of dollars a year. As a client, you pay the invoice up front. And then obviously the agency, well, they have employees and their employees get paid at the end of the month. So when you run an online lean boutique marketing agency, like I teach people to do, the exact same philosophy applies when you use a contractor. So what that means is that you don't even have to pay money to outsource the services because you will never have to pay them out of pocket, which means there is literally no risk on your end whatsoever. And this, my friend, is what I call contractor arbitrage. And in my opinion, there's no better way to get started in the digital space than this. You know, starting an agency is the only option that doesn't require money to get started. And it's actually realistic to go from zero to a full-time income within one to three months of work. That means that if you start working on it today and put the necessary effort day in and day out, 
Within three months, you'll enjoy the three forms of freedom of the new Renaissance men. Financial freedom, location freedom, and time freedom. I mean, seriously think about the fact that in three months, you could be enjoying more freedom than the footballers, the basketballers, the lawyers, the whatever it is. You could be living the life that they wish because as I said, there is someone out there that tells them you have to wake up at this time. You have to be here at this place. Yeah, they get paid $7 million a year, but at the end of the day, they still have to listen to someone. And in three months, you don't. You don't have a boss. You wake up whenever you want. Now, gentlemen, the fourth trait of a top 1% man is accountability. And this might be like a cold bucket of water for some of you. Because the fact of the matter is majority of people do not like being held accountable. And if you, you know, if you fall under that category in that camp, I have very unfortunate news for you, which is you will never, ever, ever make something of your life. And if you do get lucky and manage to, you will become your worst enemy and you will destroy your own empire. You need to understand that you are 100% accountable for the situation that you are in. And the sooner that you realize that, the sooner you will start to see a real growth in your life. And that is exactly what happened during the Renaissance period. And you might be wondering, what does accountability have to do with the Renaissance period? Well, let me explain it to you. Back in the Renaissance, one single family was responsible for funding the entire Renaissance efforts for 30 years. They're called the Medici family, and they are the reason why the Renaissance efforts were so impactful. The Medici family were patrons for some of the biggest Renaissance men, such as Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo, but they weren't simply funding their projects and expecting these men to come up with groundbreaking works of art and inventions. They were very specific with the vision they had and the job of the artist was to execute on his vision. And most importantly, they were held accountable to big objectives that each one of their projects was meant to accomplish. In fact, Michelangelo himself lived with the Medici family for five entire years, dining at their table and having daily discussions about the progress of his projects and the grand goal behind them. And those discussions served to hold Michelangelo accountable for the progress. And the reason the Renaissance was so impactful was because the Renaissance men had clear objectives they needed to execute on, but then they were also held accountable to it. And this, once again, is one of the big challenges of trying to become a top 1% man alone. Because quite simply, you will not have anyone to hold you accountable to the things you know you should be doing. And it's for that reason inside of Agency Navigator, which is my flagship program, you know, the one that has 5,000 students that helps people go from zero to 10K a month with their agency. You know, we decided earlier this year that giving people a step-by-step plan and objective wasn't enough. They needed one-on-one accountability. Because the fact is that these days, people have no one to actually hold them accountable on executing the plan that they have laid out. So in order to mitigate this, we put together a full team of student success concierge at Agency, and their job is basically to provide one-on-one accountability for every single one of our students and ensure that they execute on the program. And after a few months of closely working together with over 3,000 students, the results were mind-blowing, but at the same time, rather concerning. You know, it's very easy to tell the students that had incredible life-changing success compared to the ones that just kind of got by. The ones that did achieve success and went on to make tens of thousands of dollars did a simple thing. They executed on what the program told them to execute, which is actually very simple, but they set up the tools as we told them to. Then they reached out to potential clients using the strategies that we taught them. Then they jumped on Zoom calls with potential clients and said the things we told them to say. And as a result, they signed paying clients. And then they just delivered the services exactly the same way that we taught them. And they repeated this process over and over. Basically, they simply put the work in consistently doing exactly what is laid out in the program. Simple, right? Now, the ones that only achieved a mediocre level of success all had common 
some traits. They did put a lot of effort in, but they executed on all the wrong things and found excuses to not do the things that we told them to. You see, these two groups of people had access to the exact same training. They both know exactly what they needed to do. You see, the group that didn't manage to accomplish their resounding success, it's because they didn't have the self-accountability in order to execute. And that, gentlemen, leads us directly to the last trait of the top 1% man. Now, the last trait is self-improvement. And this is a slightly difficult one to cover because there's so much depth, there's so much nuance to it that it's very difficult to cover properly. And the other thing I will say is I've been kind of in the self-improvement. You know, I've been doing self-improvement for almost 10 years now, ever since I was 14, reading a book a week. And, and you know, sometimes I'll say I feel almost a little disconnected because right now all of my habits are so different to what actually got me to this position in the first place because what gets you from one place to other won't get you from there to your next destination. And I'm also aware I have sort of a radical different approach to most people when it comes to self-improvement and self-help. So what I've decided to do instead of covering this myself is bring on one of my personal friends and also the leading expert when it comes to self-improvement for men in the modern era. You've probably heard about him before, but I've been saying during this event that there is a new era of men arising in the modern world, the new Renaissance man. Men instilled with self-confidence who were forged through hard work and stepped up to become the pioneers of a new era. Men who have worked their way to the top and achieved financial location and time freedom. And if I think there's one person who embodies such principles and has inspired millions and millions of other men to do the same thing, it is one of my dear friends, Hamza. I'm very honored that I can use my relationships and my connections and friendships to bring in incredible guest speakers like this. He truly is a man of substance. So with no further ado, I welcome Hamza. Jeffrey wants one thing more than anything else. He wants to make online income so that he can be free. He hates his job. He wants to be an entrepreneur. He's going to start a business. But then he just keeps procrastinating. He doesn't do the work that he's supposed to do. And when he does finally sit down to do the work, he just doesn't get that much done. Adonis. Adonis is a world famous entrepreneur for he has figured out how to be productive. Wasting no time, he whizzes ahead in his daily tasks. Check, 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 check. Everything he wanted complete every single day. For Adonis has the ultimate productivity system. Answer this question with total honesty. Where is your phone when you sit down to do work? How far away from you is it? And is your phone screen facing upwards or down? This may seem insignificant, but these small things really change how productive you can be. I remember being quite insulting to my best friend, Sam. Me and him were sat together doing work and his phone went off. Like, you know, it made a noise. Like, but he's got an Android, so it, a fucking Android, bro. His phone went off and I remember being quite disrespectful. I said to him, bro, like, I actually lose respect for you every time your phone goes off. And he was like, wait, what? I told him something that's gonna make me seem like an asshole, but I said like, bro, if your phone isn't on silence, if it's on loud whilst you're doing work, it's no wonder that you're not very successful. It's no wonder that you're not making as much money as you want. It's these small things like putting your phone on do not disturb, putting it on airplane mode whilst you're doing work that will actually enable you to be productive and actually get the work that you want done. Because imagine this, think about that task that you're procrastinating from. Think about the most important task that would give you like the results that you really want. That task that you just, you know, it's kind of hard to do. Imagine if you were able to do that task, that main thing that you need to do to become more successful twice as much in half the time, you would destroy your competition. You see, there's a lot of things 
to learn about entrepreneurship, but stage one is learning how to actually do the work. Why is this such an important stage that the majority of new entrepreneurs need to go through? Someone has the desire to make their own business, to become an entrepreneur, to make online income. And so, you know, they start wanting to try loads of businesses, but after weeks go by, it's like they haven't even done any real work or gotten closer to their goal. Why is that so common? Why is it such a common thing that young men struggle to do the work that they want to set to themselves? It's because of our conditioning. Through your years in school, you have been conditioned to be like a follower, to listen to the authority figure. When your teacher tells you to do the work, that's the only time you did the work. You've been conditioned to be an employee for most of your life, to wait till the boss tells you what to do. And so now that you wanna transition into becoming the boss yourself, you struggle because you don't have this like daddy authority figure telling you what to do. You need to become the daddy. If you really want this video to help you, if you really wanna be able to whiz ahead of your competition, to actually be productive, to get so much more work done, you need to change how you identify yourself. You need to change your identity, your beliefs. You need to take some time to close your eyes and literally just ask yourself, who do I think I am? Spend some time visualizing yourself as the boss, as the entrepreneur who can do work when he wants to, who has this like discipline to go and do the work that he needs to do. Because right now you're waiting for permission. You're waiting for daddy to tell you to do your homework. You're waiting for the teacher to tell you to sit down and start working. They're not coming to save you. Entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey up until you become the boss and employ your own staff, but that's gonna come in the future. For a while, it's like you're a one-man army. Have you taken the time to question your beliefs? Now, a lot of people don't do this, but your beliefs about yourself may be some of the most important things out there. Have you taken the time to really just ask yourself, what do I believe about myself? To become successful and to get what you want, you have to first change your beliefs to the kind of beliefs that will get you there in the first place. If you have the kind of beliefs that will not get you to your goal, which you probably do right now, then you will simply not get to your goal. And so you must change your beliefs to the point that you believe that you are the businessman who sets his own work, who wakes up early, is ultra productive and smashes out everything. Because right now you probably still see yourself as a student. And I'm not talking about the good kind of students, you know, always learning, that's amazing. I'm talking about like school kid. You still see yourself as a schoolboy. Perhaps you're still like waiting for permission from like your parents to make any big decisions of your life. To become a successful entrepreneur and to make a lot of money starts with you changing your personality, your beliefs, and your mindset about who you are. Once you change that, once you update your beliefs to be the entrepreneur, that's when you'll be able to begin working as one. Iman is doing a terrific job of teaching you not only the ins and outs of the actual business models that he suggests, but also of the mindsets required. You can see it through the videos on his channel, and I've seen it through his course, where he places such a huge emphasis on your mindset. People wanna start making money as fast as possible without considering that they can't even do the work that's required of them. You must understand that this is not an easy journey, but it is heavily rewarding. I want to take this time to thank Iman for doing this collaboration between himself and I and invite you to do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. So just as I said, some men get to play by different rules but you earn that right. These five traits that I shared with you are the cheat code in order to earn that right. And if you wanna become a new Renaissance man and work your way to the top, you have no choice but to apply all five of these traits. Now that's easier said than done, and I am very aware of that. So that is precisely why I have filmed episode three 
of the digital renaissance. Today, I've given you the plan to become a top 1% man. And in the next episode, I'm going to show you what the path to applying this plan and working your way to the top looks like in practice with real examples of people who did it. So if becoming a top 1% man is something that you aspire to, I want you to click the little bell notification and turn on post notifications. So that way you are there live on Friday at 5pm UK. In my opinion, this video will be the best in the entire series because it will show you in practice what it takes to become a new renaissance man and show you many examples of people who did it. So trust me when I say that you will not want to miss it. This is the digital renaissance and I'll see you Friday at 5 p.m. UK time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>